A quick warning, there are curse words that are unbeeped in this episode of the show. So, Hoban, how are you feeling, bud? Uh, I'm all right. I'm like uh, about 90% back. That's I've good. Been, uh, yeah, yeah. I uh, just kind of got a lingering cough and some stuff. But, yeah, no, our family was uh, down and out for a couple weeks right after Christmas. No COVID, at least not positive COVID tests, but a long lingering uh, thing that is uh, we've been cooped up in our tiny little house trying to keep trying to hold it together looking forward to uh hopefully feeling better getting some fresh air <laughs> yeah we had a miss we were gonna do a, an interview last week but we had a miss hoping was in bed by like 7 30 <laughs> oh that night i came home i uh, i was finally fed up and i went to urgent care i'm like what is up and uh i came home i was just totally exhausted it was like 7 30 but Did i woke up the next day yeah they tested me uh, so I had a rapid test. I had two tests during the, that time, one a rapid test and one the uh, PCR test, um, and both were negative. So I, I have no idea. But like the symptoms were exactly the same symptoms that everybody else I knew that had COVID or tested positive had. So who knows? So basically, you had the flu. Yeah, yeah, cough and yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, but yeah, things are... Uh, we're looking okay now. How about you? That's good. That's good. Yeah. Well, we we just got a, a another scare. Uh, <clears throat> this will be the quickest episode we've turned around in, in quite some time because I've got a bunch of time on my hands again. Uh, we had a, a, a one of my son's instructors um, that he has like one on one classes with uh, tested positive for COVID. So, and then tested positive the night after he saw her so he saw her in the afternoon and that evening she tested positive so yeah uh, we're on lockdown quarantine uh, try not to pass it on to anyone else making sure we don't have it i mean just don't know at this point uh, i think you're gonna wait uh five days and if you have no symptoms then you test after five days and then you're supposed to wait an additional two days if the test is negative um so we're we're doing that protocol um, I don't know if I might be wrong on that, but that's the letter that they sent me said that that's what we should do. And if we have symptoms, I think you have to wait like full 14 days or something. I don't know. Yeah. But, right. But so far, no symptoms. Everyone's well, good. good. Yeah. Good. He's good. I'm good. My wife's good. Everyone's, uh, hanging in there. Um, so yeah, stinks though, man. It's like, you know, I feel like we, it's our second pandemic. I feel like the summertime, there was no pandemic. And then all of a sudden now we're all locked inside again and shouldn't go anywhere. And, oh man, I don't know. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy. Well, and the, I, I think I saw like today, like, I think the numbers are like the positive, the daily positive cases are 10 times what the 10 times what they were a year ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty ridiculous. Yeah. It's just exploded. I mean, yeah. thankfully, it seems like this is a much milder, relatively mild strain or variant. Um, 
like I haven't, I've known of a lot of people in the last couple of weeks and for everybody, thankfully it's been more like a cold than, you know, some of the stuff with the earlier variances or, or earlier variants. So hopefully it's, yeah. Well, I think it, the thing is, is a lot of people have vaccines now too. So it's, that's going to also make it milder. Right. You know? right. Um, hopefully is the hope, but you know, a couple of people I know who have recently gotten it. Uh, so that's a pretty bad flu, like, you know, for a good five to seven days. Um, so I'm not looking forward to that. Hopefully, hopefully we don't get it, but you know, we'll see. I know. I'm not looking forward to it either. I feel like it's inevitable though. I feel like it's, it's like, I feel like it's coming. If you, I feel like if you haven't had it, it's likely not far away. Yeah. But we'll, um, we'll see. It's just, um, I feel like in the first two years, I, you know, I knew a, a quite, you know, a number of people that had it. And then in the last two or three weeks, I've known <laughs> probably 10 times what I did in the first two years. It's crazy. Right, 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 right. Uh, so did you get an Oculus yet? <laughs> no, oh, no, I, I, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just trying to survive here. <laughs> I'll tell you, I'll tell you what though. I'm like, not getting an Oculus. <laughs> I'll tell you it. I'm going it, to bed at eight thirty. <laughs> it it is, uh, it, you know. I wish we would have had it. I wish I had it back at the very beginning of 2020 when the, everything was locked down. Because yeah, right. It is another way to kind of socialize, you know. Um, but uh, and you know, have a little entertainment outside of your your daily grind. But uh, right. still, no class ninety fivers have hit me up to say they've got the Oculus and and want a game game it up i'm still waiting on that folks because i need friends i'm in the in the in the vr <laughs> aside from carthy yeah it's just me and carthy right now <laughs> something's never changed <laughs> <laughs> oh man so uh our next guest today pretty uh pretty pretty cool let's put it at that like uh his his story and his, his career path have taken him to some pretty incredible places. Um, and we'll let him tell you all about it here. Ladies and gentlemen, let's uh, put our hands together for Mitch Peterson. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. So I don't know. Mitch is a rocket scientist. We'll see how quickly he can get into anchor. You beat him, by the way. So that's it's a new iPhone. You just beat the rocket scientist <laughs> <laughs> with technology. Yes. <laughs> Hello. There he is. Hey, how's it going? Mitch Peterson, how are you doing, buddy? Not too bad. How are you guys doing? Good, hey Mitch. Hey, hey Oban, how are you doing? Good. We were just laughing. We were just laughing because uh, if you've heard some of our other episodes, we always like to see if anyone can who can beat Hoban into the into the the, the recording. Okay. And, and he beat you, Mitch. So um, oh. now, in all fairness, I did text him the link. You know, a couple seconds before I actually texted it to you. Oh, so he, okay. He had a little head start, but uh, it was 
we were laughing that he just beat the rocket scientist uh, into. <laughs> he said it's the new iPhone. Oh. <laughs> I, guess, I guess my thumbs were a little slow that time. <laughs> I knew that you were doing something out in Silicon Valley. I think we talked a little bit at the, the 20th reunion. Um, I just took a look at your Facebook page and saw Virgin Galactic is your uh, one of your employers that you're working with. Yeah, uh, yeah, one of my former employers, yeah. Oh, okay. Wow, man. That's like uh, commercialization of of space travel, right? Uh, Correct. Correct. What it is, it's it's launching a liquid-fueled rocket from the, the, the wing of a 747. Wow. So, and uh, so it's for smaller satellites. So we, we can't launch as something, they can't launch as something as big as say SpaceX or, or NASA for that matter. But there's a, a market for a lot of the, the smaller, uh, you know, smaller satellites, CubeSats, that kind of thing that, you know, there's a lot of companies that build satellites that are, will fit in the palm of your hands. And sure. but it's a fully functioning satellite has, you know, solar panels, has a camera, has, you know, can uh, relay video and images back to earth. So there's a lot of, a lot of companies building those satellites. And, and so the, the Virgin Orbit Launcher One program was designed to, 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 to carry those and not have to, uh, for, for, for uh, a lower price and not have to ride share with, with a bigger rocket. So sure. if SpaceX or somebody like that will put something up, they'll also usually put some uh, small sets on there, but they always have to go, go to the kind of same orbit. Whereas this, it's a, a much less expensive way to get to orbit and you can choose um, where you want to go. So you don't necessarily have to go on the same orbit as, as, as somebody else. So it's, um, pretty cool. They've done um, two successful launches, and in fact, they're supposed to be launching tomorrow. They're supposed to launch today, but the, it got scrubbed, and it's moving tomorrow. So, and what's cool is, is if you're launching from a uh, launching the rocket from a 747, you can pretty much launch it from anywhere that there's an airport. Sure. So, launching it from the 747 is that I, I would assume more economical and and uses less fuel. That type of thing, or yeah, and, and and it's it's part of the thing. Rockets have stages, and you can think of the seven forty seven as the first stage of the rocket. So the the seven forty seven will get it up to um, tens of thousands of feet, four hundred miles an hour. So you don't have to, you know, it doesn't have to get to that point. And then you can, since it doesn't have to go quite as far or use as much energy, um, it can be smaller, lighter, or um, go to orbits that require more delta v so it's pretty 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 neat thing um that they've that they've come up with so it's it's technically it's it's interesting because the the 747s were actually already kind of designed to do what we wanted to do um because the straight from boeing the 747 has an extra pylon to carry a spare engine so if you go on go on the internet and Google five engine seven forty seven, you'll come up with a bunch of pictures. And so Virgin basically adapted that structure that was already in the aircraft to carry a spare engine uh, to be able to uh, carry a liquid fueled rocket. So my goodness, wow, <laughs> <laughs> wow is right. You know we've we've interviewed a lot of really. Uh, intelligent <laughs> successful people on this podcast mitch and i felt over my head a few times but not i've never felt like everything is 
<laughs> quite this far over my head. Holy smokes. Impressive, well, okay. bud. Impressive. Yeah, I've, 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 I, I was just going to say, I've, I've been like not feeling well for like a couple of weeks. I'm trying to decide if that's why everything feels so much faster than my brain is processing or it's just that much faster. <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, I think Mitch is, uh, uh, Mitch's brain works a little faster than ours at times. So than me. <laughs> Well, I mean, I'm, you know, I know this stuff pretty well, so it's easy to recollect and yeah, that's really come cool, up with man. numbers and and stuff like that. I have so, so you, many questions for you now. <laughs> yeah, well, well, in addition to that, I've I've also um, spent the majority of my professional career, um, and I graduated from uh, Madison in '02 with a degree in mechanical engineering, um, and that's when I moved out to Los Angeles to work on race cars, doing uh, data acquisition and engine management systems. Cool. Um, and did, you know, tune, you know, I've tuned thousand horsepower Toyota Supra drift engines. Um, so what, you, what kind of racing is know. that F1 or, or what, what uh... I, it's, I've done basically everything but F1. Okay. So I've had, I've had customers in like IndyCar or cart. So open wheel, uh, NASCAR teams, drift teams, uh, guys that are just running their local, uh, SCCA, you know, local track, um, that type of thing. So as far as motorsports, and in addition to cars, I've also done some motorcycle stuff, some boat stuff, um, pretty much anything with an engine in it. Um, and, and you modify it, you know, you hang a, a big set of turbochargers off of it and try and make 1500 horsepower. They need, they, they need a computer system that will make sure that it doesn't blow up. So my job <laughs> is to program all the numbers so that the engine makes power and doesn't blow up. And that, it's good fuel economy and low emissions and, and a bunch of other stuff. So, do you like to drive really fast? I do, I do. Yeah. So it, it's kind of a a benefit of the job. But I, but I do have to say that there are cars out there that are, you know, have, just have. Uh, it's too much for me. It's it's just like, wow, this is too much. So now you get to work on all these different um, formula cars or, or NASCARs or, or, you know, race cars. Have you been able to drive them? And if so, what are your favorite? What's your favorite? Um, I don't know. I, um, I think probably one of my favorites is uh, driving uh, what's called a radical, which is a, a tube frame like sports car just for the track. Um, and that has a, a, a Hayabusa motorcycle engine in it. Um, and a friend of mine has one with a turbo that's turbocharged and that has a very high power to weight ratio, a lot of grip, a lot of fun. It, it's when I was driving that car, I thought I was really doing well until my friend took over and to, you know, on the same track took was like 10 seconds a lap faster. So it, it's the, the, the vehicle is very capable, but you have to be a, an extremely capable driver to be able to make the most of the car. So sure. it, it is, it is one of the nice, the, the, the fringe benefits of the job is to get to be able to experience these very cool cars. Um, in addition to the, the, the engine management, I've also worked at a couple electric car companies and recently with all the electric car companies and electric co truck companies opening, I've been doing a lot of consulting work for them. I just had a customer that, uh, a Tesla model S that went 745 miles so they drove it from detroit to the up of michigan and back one charge so, wow how cool is that so 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 all the people out there it's like oh yeah i really want an electric car but you know 
you know, I want to be able to drive across the state to see grandma or something like that. The, the battery yeah. technology is, is quickly coming about where, where range really won't be an issue. So That's like really cool. how, how quickly do you think Mitch? Uh, I mean, it's, the, the the amount of money that's being spent by all the automakers and all the battery i mean that the, the it, it'll be soon so some so something with a car say five or six hundred miles range is you know less than 10 years out so what we're seeing on the road is is like five years from what you, you know all the automakers are switching over to evs now so there's a lot of investment in battery technology and motor technology and you know up until now Power companies haven't spent much money on on EVs just because they're they're making all this money with uh, gas or diesel vehicles. And now with a lot of the laws going into effect, where uh, certain municipalities or countries they can't sell um, gas-powered vehicles after like 2030. So the the, the big odd, big global automakers are are basically seeing the writing on the wall and they're, they're now making all the big investments for the, the battery technology. And so like the, the Volkswagen as part of their diesel gate stuff has, has, um, has spent a bunch of money here in the U S putting in charging a uh, high power charging infrastructure, which I think is um, um, a great thing. So, yeah. So, so really what happened is they saw Elon make $200 billion. They're like, fuck, <laughs> maybe we should yeah. do this. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. yeah. That's well, awesome. Oh, ahead, like I was gonna say it looks like they're getting a lot more uh, powerful too. I think I've seen Ford like with a F one fifty that can tow up to ten thousand pounds or something. Um, yeah. I mean the the Teslas I think were always fast. I don't know like how much they, actual power they, they have. Yeah, the the latest Tesla, which is the Plaid, which. Uh, it, it's it's an insane car. The specs, the the the, the zero to sixty, uh, the top speed, and I don't re- I don't remember the power off the top of my head. I know it's well over a thousand. Um, there's other cars that anybody with enough money can can go and buy, and over a thousand horsepower, zero to sixty and two something or one nine. It's 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 really the the what you can do with the electric car if you don't want the range and you go for power is, is already exceeding what you can do with an internal combustion engine. I mean, the, 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 the Tesla model S plaid is the quickest production car that has ever been built. Wow. Not electric, not gas period. It is the just anything. Wow. Just that's, anything. Yeah. That's super cool. So what would you say? Like, you know, I mean, would you have any tips? I know, you know, in a few years, we're going to be in the market for uh, an EV, any tips for us? uh civilians out here uh before we go in what should we look for what should we stay away from you know they're the most of the most of the evs that are being put out now by the automakers um are 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 very safe and um i guess the biggest tip is is choose choose an ev that that for what you normally do so something like let's say you're you have a, a, a five mile round trip commute every morning okay if you want to get into an EV, you you know, let's say you're you're a two car household or something like that. Get an EV. You can get one um, that's cheaper that say has you know 100 miles range, and that'll handle all your going to work and going to the grocery store and all that kind of stuff. But then have the second you know you know you could have a second you know gas car in, in the short term to to do your long distance go see drive across the state for see grandma or what have you. Sure. Um, so so the range 
for most people, isn't that important. You know, the most of the people that buy the electric car, oh, I want 300 miles range. So they buy a car with 300 miles range and then they only use it like once or twice a year. Right. So that's right. a lot of added costs. So the nice thing about the, the EVs is the, the maintenance costs are super low. Um, you can charge it at home. So once you do one, the only reason you stop at a gas station is maybe for snacks. Um, maybe pick up a six pack of beer or something like that. Don't be afraid to go with a smaller battery pack, the, the smaller range cars, because in, in actuality, you won't really, that, that super long range, you, in most cases, most people won't, won't ever use it, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Totally. Just, you know, purchase to fit your lifestyle is what you're saying, basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and batteries aren't cheap. So, you know, if you get a Tesla or something else that has super long range, you're going to spend. Speaking you know, of beers, what, what are you drinking, Mitch? Uh, I'm actually drinking uh, a little bit of Jack Daniels. Nice. So. Jack. Yeah. That a boy. <laughs> Weird. Yeah. So, uh, um, on the rocks. Neat. Uh, neat. Nice. I suppose we're, you know, you know, end of the long day. Yeah. Yeah. So. We're not 22 anymore. <laughs> 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 Nothing wrong with neat. <laughs> no, neat needs the way to go. It's neat. <laughs> well, that's really cool. So back to the, the space, I guess your background is the, the engines and the performance of the engines and, and taking the it, data from the engines. Yeah. So. yeah it's main, it's mainly the electronics. Okay. Um, is what I deal with and, and wiring and sensors and actuators and that kind of stuff. So my, so my job there was a um, avionics integration engineer, which is basically means um, you've got a bunch of boxes, you got a bunch of sensors, and they're all owned by you know somebody else. Like the engine guy will have, oh, here's a pressure sensor and a temp sensor. Um, you know, other guys are doing the navigation, other people are dealing with the payload. And basically my job was to make sure all of the electronic bits on the, the vehicle were properly connected and tracking properly and, and working and, and that type of stuff. Now, as an insider, I got to ask you, because I've, I have mixed feelings about it. You know, all these billionaires, Virgin and Elon and all these guys going to space. Do you think this is going to... Do you think our space exploration is turning more into an, a space exploitation? Um, well, I mean, eventually somebody's going to start mining the moon or yeah. Mars or something like that. So that's, I mean, that's the, the economical case behind it. It's like, hey, we're, we're going to build, build these. You give me all this money, I'll build a rocket and we'll go get moon rocks or, or, or what have you. Um, but then there's also like asteroids that, that you hear about, you know, they found this, you know, asteroid that's made out of nickel. And if you bring it back, it's, you know, 40 quad, 40, 400 quadrillion dollars worth of nickel or something insane like that. <laughs> you, you know, you, you just got to tow this, you know, like, yeah, you, you know, 500 ton rock back to earth and there's some problems, but. Right. I see that as exploration. And I, I mean, that's, I mean, like the, the tourism aspect or, or is the tourism aspect necessary to pay for going to get that quadrillion billion dollars worth of nickel? Yeah, well, the, 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 right now the prices for, and, and if we're talking like orbit, um, you know, the, the, the Virgin Galactic space plane and the, and the Bezos, um, uh, what is it? The new Shepard, those are all suborbital. So those are, those are, you know, purely kind of a, 
um, commercial give people rides type of thing where, where you don't really have a use case to have a financial incentive. But, but if you get to orbit, um, if you get to the moon, you get to outer, outer stuff, there's, there's business cases out there that will drive the industry. So what's on the moon that we want, or do we not know yet? Uh, we might not know yet. You know, we've only, we, we were there for, you know, very short amount of time. What, what is it now? Long time ago. 50 years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 50 years ago. Right. Um, you know, so it's, it's that, you know, we, we may find some, some of the moon rocks are really good or, you know, or we may say, yeah, the moon's not that great. We're going to go to Mars, you know, cause maybe Mars has a bunch of stuff. And, um, but, but have, having the, a financial incentive for, for people to go out, you know, have run a business like, Oh, we can make money doing this. That, that means that people are more likely to invest instead of just like, Oh, I want to go have a fun ride. You know, they're not, they might spend a couple million dollars on it, but they're not going to invest. Oh, I'm going to spend billions on it. So, right. Right. So do you think we'll be mining Mars in our lifetime? I don't know. It's it. I, I think we'll, gets we'll see somebody to mars in our lifetime but for sure the moon i mean there's already stuff through nasa and a, and a bunch of other um contractors to nasa that that you know they're they're going to the moon and they're they're chugging along on the engineering right now um so that'll that'll definitely go back to the moon maybe to mars um I don't know if there'll be like permanent places there that might be another, you know, 50, hundred years out farther than, farther than that. Yeah. So, but, but if there's, you know, if there's money to be made out there, you know, if I look, if you look back to people on earth, like, Hey, why did, you know, why did, why are you in Alaska? It's like, Oh, well, we found oil up here and I can make money, you know? So if you get some of those motivations going, then there's going to be people that are going to be willing to, you know, leave everything, hop in a spaceship and fly to another planet and, you know, mine rocks and, and, and that's how, what they want to do. So if they're like, Mitch, we need you up there to do some engine shit. Where are you going? Mm. No, um, I, I might be interested in going up to orbit for a little bit just to check it out. But I, I have, I personally have no desire to live on, on, <laughs> on Mars. You know, I I live in Southern California, and and it's January, and my window is open. So it's <laughs> I'll you, take you know, yeah. you know. So not only that, the amount of people. Uh, have you heard of Station Eleven by any chance? I haven't. Okay, Hoban, have you? No. It, anyway, long story short, it's a uh, it's a novel that turned into a series that's on HBO right now or HBO Max or whatever, okay. and it's a, a a serious flu. It hits modern day, so yeah, you know, big shock. But it, this flu has a uh, it's a swine flu and it kills, uh, or it's only a one in one thousand survival rate. So mm. a city like Chicago has two point five million gets brought down to twenty five hundred people you okay. know across across the world that happens so a, a very timely apocalyptic type type yeah okay. it's good yeah, yeah. If, if if you're looking oh. for a good show to check out it's called station 11 it's it's worth checking out it sounds um, horrible. <laughs> but, no i mean it's good acting and good all around i mean it's 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 neat it's, it doesn't feel like today's situation but um mm. but it's uh um the bleakness of just having so few people left and, you know, if you think about it, like out of all the people, you know, like 
well, especially uh, what seems to happen to these people is that maybe one out of every 10 people they meet is cool, you know, and like okay. the other nine are like trying to kill them. So I don't know. I, I think just the isolation you'd feel, I think, on Mars being in the early days would be pretty difficult. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it would take a, a certain type of person to do that. But then th- then again, you look at like the astronauts that we've had and they go through so much training and, you know, mental thing that you know most of the astronauts are pretty level-headed don't go crazy type people hopefully um so but but i kind of see it as you you know like the the american old west and the prospectors that kind of they'll get kind of you'll get all types of people that'll that'll want to go out there you'll get like the crazy prospector that's you know trying trying to make his make his uh what do they call it oh have a have oh i got a claim on mars that i go out and i got a mine for a couple of years until i make yeah. all my money and then i'll move back and you but know. won't it just be robots like i mean they'll be mostly robots mining like there's not gonna be people out there right well well i i would yeah having having humans on another planet is is actually kind of expensive so robots are a good idea yeah um but i think eventually you know you're if you look at like a hundred year time frame, if if that becomes a thing, then oh well, so it's cheaper. You know, some some accountant at some big big company is going to say, oh, it's actually cheaper if we put a base and send all these guys out here. And yeah, I suppose ra- rather than like, okay, let's say the robot breaks and you need yeah. the robots to fix the robots, and then maybe it all breaks, <laughs> and you got to send another rocket. It's like, well, you know, oh, we're just going to have a couple guys that you know in spacesuits go out and fix the you know fix the mining equipment kind of you know yeah. I, I think that's like what is that isn't like a alien or aliens kind of that same thing right right yeah you know yeah so hopefully we don't we don't run into any uh any of those on mars but who knows we'll see right. <laughs> hey so we just hit 24 minutes let's uh take a quick break okay cool More ECM circa 1995 coming up right after this commercial. This time I sent you to Mitch first, and Hoban's Did still beat him. <laughs> that new iPhone, Hoban. Yeah, it's, it's speedy. Uh, it's groundbreaking. <laughs> so, uh, Mitch. Yes. In in your screening questions, where we had to screen you before we could let you on, you know, we didn't, you know, we yep. very tough tough rigorous yes tough rigorous <laughs> examination <laughs> thank you for getting thank you for getting back to us so quick by the way and you had mentioned something about a weak sauce twins ankle tattoo uh, yeah and that, and that was for hoban i saw yeah um, <laughs> do, do, do you know who do you know who i'm referring to i don't i i, I no i do not it, it might not be a, a, a certain english class we had together Oh wow! Was that um, 
Was that Mickle? Miss Mickle? Do mm. we have Miss? Do we have Miss Mickle together? No, I, I want to say his name uh, was Mr. Hoffman. Oh, Hoffman! Yeah, <laughs> yes. he had a twins ankle yes. tattoo. Yes, I was trying to remember like those those classes down on the far end of the building. Yeah, Mickle I think was earlier, and Hoffman was maybe was that our senior year? That was senior year, yeah. Yeah. For, for whatever reason, like I, I was thinking, it, and for whatever reason, it's stuck in my head. Oh yeah, yes. Mr. Hoffman with that really yeah not so great <laughs> twins tattoo, but. Let me oh, ask he's you not guys, listening. When did that's you see Hoffman? He's listening. That too, tattoo is great. So. <laughs> oh, that's great, Mitch. That is right. Oh, that poor guy. I still feel bad for... I mean, I don't know if he lasted much after after we left. I felt like yeah. he was... I, I mean, I, don't, I feel like he wasn't that much older than us. And <laughs> we were not that good to him. And he didn't really care. Because Riedel was in there, too, I remember that. Nope, nope. <laughs> yes. Yeah, oh, that's really funny. Uh, yeah, I wonder, I, I'm curious as to what happened to him. I, I I feel like I didn't hear about him being around Memorial long after we left. Yeah, I, yeah, was, I haven't heard anything, but... Yeah. And, but and I want to say he was only, like, out of school a year or two, so... Yes, which is weird to think about. I mean, that's super young and dealing with, you know... 17 or 18 year olds uh that's funny he was a good guy though so i feel bad and yeah your tattoo was super cool mr (laughs) (laughs) yes did you have miss mickle too or was that um i'm trying to think i had mr i mr simon i think for sophomore year i'm trying to think oh that's right yes yes yeah they were Um, they were all down in that wing that that old elementary school right yeah, yeah, yeah and and, and, every, and and everybody had at least one hour walk all the way down there and all the way back. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's funny. I don't even know if that's still part of. I feel like that was pretty dated. I don't know if that's still like part of the school or has been renovated or improved. But it was. Uh, you could tell you're in a different part of the building. Well, yeah, and especially since it was a, it used to be an elementary school, so the. Drinking fountains were like at knee level and yes, kind of thing. Yeah, but like when they initially, but yeah. Do you remember who else was in that class? I'm, I'm kind of blanking a little bit. I feel like oh, I, yeah. I want to say like Tim Brownell, but I, I could be off on that. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm. There's I'm, a blast from the past. I'm drawing Timmy a blank Brownell. right now. Timmy yeah. Brownell, if you're listening to this, you got to reach out to us. We need to interview <laughs> right. you too. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's good. So you were in the dive team with Berkey, huh? Yep. Yeah. Yep. And that's that's where I, I I got I became fond of punk music. So. <laughs> <laughs> where did you uh, Where did you land? If If you've listened to some of the earlier episodes on the uh, leggings versus no leggings. Uh, I am no leggings. No leggings. No. Not even no. like you go jogging or anything. Peterson? Uh, no, I'll do like jogging pants or, you know, I've got like track pants. Yeah. But yeah. bed baggy, you know. Yeah, a little, little room in them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. I, I, so I, the reason I brought that up again is <laughs> we just got our first snow and I went back to the leggings underneath the snow pants and then, you know, got done blowing the snow off the driveway and I just hung out in the leggings for a while. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was comfy. I was back in it. First Report. time this year. Your poor family. <laughs> well, hey, you, you do you. 
Yeah, I mean, that's not what I would do, but you know, I'm, I'm not you, so you do. I you. have, <laughs> I have found a, uh, a, a, a substitute for the leggings because it's been well documented. My wife's not a huge fan of me lounging around in leggings. The substitute is like a khaki pant, but it's built as a jogger. So it's like that same khaki material, but with elastic waistband and jogger cut. And it's wow. super comfy, super comfy. I mean, it's great. It doesn't look too bad. I mean, I, you know, I, you know I'm not, I'm not going to be walking the, the fashion runways anytime soon, but it, it's okay. It's for around the house. It's definitely okay. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Like mow, mowing the lawn or, you know, going, going to the grocery store. That's not, not like a business meeting. Nice. You know, no, kind of I thing. mean, you know, what, what I mean, yeah. business meetings these days, like you could, you know, you could probably. Oh, that's that's it. right. If you're working from home, like, yeah, yeah you knock yourself out. Yeah, <laughs> I can wear well, leggings to a business. <laughs> there you go. You can wear your leg- leggings. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, Goral, you might have to get out, kind of like away from your house into like <laughs> the, the real world a little bit. I feel like you've been cooped up for a couple of years and you're losing losing your sense of like <laughs> making my own rules over here. Right, right. I'm making my own rules. Right. <laughs> Oh, uh, wow. And just just as long as you don't like hold up a security guard at Wally World with a gun later yeah, on in nice. life, that's that's fine. Well, speaking of delinquent yeah. activity, uh, Peterson, I want to ask you a little bit about what you wrote here about uh, burnouts at Mega Foods parking lot. Well, I mean, is, you know, what's the that, statute that, of limitations on that? I don't know. <laughs> it's probably good by now, but but yeah, I mean, you, you, you know, I I I had that Camaro, and it, it it's tire trade would fall off at the most inconvenient times and make a bunch of smoke <laughs> sometimes in that parking light sometimes on saturday night after the 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 car show car car cruise type of thing so what, what kind of camaro did you have um it, uh, it was just a camaro it wasn't like an iroc or anything it yeah. was a 1980 had a you know had a 350 in it and spun them well header, huh? he- headers and you know I, I did modifications to it which you know, kind of me getting that car kind of pushed me in the, 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 the professional employment direction that I ended up being. Cause like, Oh, Hey, cars are fun. Cars go fast. You know, on, how do I make on, it go with, faster? How do I make it go faster? <laughs> you know? So I learned how to make it go faster. And then I found out I can charge other people to, to make their car go fast and, and, <laughs> you know, actually have a, you know, a profession. And so, there were there were quite a few people driving fast cars. I feel like there, like I, I don't know if people are like are people still driving a Camaro. I, I, I don't even know. But I mean, weren't there a handful of Camaros and uh, like I feel like Mike Potter always had some souped up like Daytona. Something. Yeah, he had his Daytona. Um, I think Dan Petcha had a Firebird, like I did. I had a Firebird too. Yeah. Like my- yeah. That's right. Junior year, I think it was junior, senior year, something like that. Yeah, yeah that's funny. Did you guys ever race? I uh, don't know that we did. Uh, no, I, 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 I did not. I was not a fast car driver. Like I had a car that could go fast. But I remember one time, <laughs> like I got it, and people were like, "Well, why aren't you hammering?" And I'm like, "I don't know. <laughs> I, <can't, laughs> I, I just don't do that." <laughs> And then John Hansen like took it out and the thing came back like smoking the tires were like smoking. I'm like I heard him like peeling out. I'm like, oh shit. 
Well, someone had to drive it home. <laughs> that was basically what he told me. <laughs> yeah. I've been yeah, driving Honda Accords ever since. <laughs> mm. well, so yeah, your, 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 your tire budget's probably a lot lower than mine is now. Yes, too, right, so. right. Well, Speaking of, been... what are you driving now, Mitch? Something fast? Uh, I've actually got three kind of fast things, and and I like old. I, the The newest car I own is a nineteen ninety nine. If I guess that if that says anything about me, but it's a Lexus SC three hundred. So it's uh, black, black. Uh, it's got the venerable Toyota two JZ in it without any modifications. It's completely cars completely bone stock. Um, it's a I also 99? have. To ninety nine. Wow, uh, I, can, I, I can picture that style. Those are yeah, cool. yep, yeah, yep. Re- really like bubbly nineties swoopy yeah. look. Yeah. Um, I've got an old school nineteen ninety four Audi S four Quattro. Oh, nice! Those, like the five, yep, five the five cylinder turbo. Um, super comfortable, good for you know long highway cruises and stuff like that. And then I also have a. Uh, a Nissan S13 240SX that I've done a, a Japanese Skyline engine swap on and a whole bunch of other modifications. And the, so that's the car that I'll take to the track. And and that, that's the one that has the highest tire budget. I'll just say that. Yeah, those are cool cars. Those are really cool. Wow. Can, no. Is that even street legal? Mm, it, it's licensed and registered. So. <laughs> We'll, we'll it's like a, a very <laughs> political answer. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. No. Real cool, man. That's you're into some really, really rocking stuff out there. How you like LA compared to Eau Claire? Um, I love the weather. Um, there, there's a bunch of good food out here. A bunch of great people. Um, I, I don't really miss the snow and the ice that much. I, I guess the only thing I miss is. Uh, family and friends back there so I, I try to get back a couple times a year to visit try not to freeze to death and you know what's your uh what's your stomping ground when you go back what, what do you like to do back there um I, I, usually most of the time when i go back i'll hang out with my with uh family so either either my parents in eau claire or my my sister lives out and uh her family lives out in merrill so okay cool it's been a while since i've been back i'm looking forward to our uh our next reunion to get up there yeah, I, I was kind of bummed that, that that because of COVID we didn't have a, a, a 25th. So we'll yeah. have to. Yeah, I think we're gonna do a uh, uh, a 30th. I think is what what Heather had kind of impl- implied in in some of our emails. Actually, Heather and I have been talking about uh, making T-shirts and selling T-shirts and having all the proceeds going to the uh, the the 30 year reunion. So we came up with some ideas. So. Uh, facebook people check out uh look for that coming out pretty soon uh we're gonna have a maybe a an order form or something on facebook to buy a t-shirt with all the proceeds going to the 30th reunion nice. so yeah. yeah that's great that's great yeah, yeah. so anything else you want to to add mitch or uh shout outs or anything um fun? N- not that i can think of i, I mean uh, it's it's i've 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 really appreciated you guys doing this because I get to, you know, you get to hear what everybody else is doing. And, and, you know, I feel I'm super happy to participate in this. And so people, Hey, what, what happened to that Mitch guy? And, you know, so they, so now they can know. And, and if anybody's out ever out in Southern California, look me up. I know where all the good places to eat are and, and the cool well, stuff to see. So it's, you know, I'll, I'll have to do that. It's cool. You said that just, 
2020, uh, in the summer of 2020, my wife and I had planned a, a LA trip to see a bunch of people out there that we know, or, or actually we're going to do San Diego, LA and, and uh, San Francisco over a, a two week period. Um, so I'll, I'll, when that gets rescheduled, uh, hopefully, you know, everything gets back to normal at some point. I don't know. Yep. yep. <laughs> uh, when that's rescheduled, fingers crossed. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll hit you up. I'd love to love to see you go out for a beer or a Jack Daniels. <laughs> there you go. There you go. And a ride. You can take that car on the track. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 That, that can definitely be arranged. I would love a ride. Uh, yeah, I like to go fast, I, but I, I'm more like like Hoban. I I drive slow. In fact, my neighbor who drives with me sometimes or will ride with me sometimes, he's always like, I, "It's like seriously, you go the speed limit." I'm like, "That's what it's called the speed limit." <laughs> You're supposed and, and to go I, the speed limit. <laughs> and I'm also the same way. Like I've I've when I want to go out and do um, what would be you know crazy stuff in the car you know, tire smoke sliding and that kind of stuff. But there, there's, there's a lot of racetracks that it's very, not even that expensive to go to. And they're like, okay, here you go. Here's a right. racetrack. And, and then it's like, you don't have to worry about, you, you know, the cops getting you or getting in an accident or all, all that stuff. And, yeah. you, you know, it's a way better, way better thing. And it's for, for anybody that does like that stuff, I highly recommend, you know, going out and finding your local SECA chapter. And, you know, even if it's, you know, an autocross where it's a parking lot with a bunch of, you know, cones that you're driving through. That's a lot of fun. And it's, and it's a lot safer too. So, so they don't have mega foods in LA, huh? <laughs> uh, they don't, they don't. <laughs> so, Do we, Is there still mega foods in Eau Claire? Is that still there? I don't know. I, I don't know either. I haven't heard mega foods in a long time. And <laughs> <No. laughs> I just remember that was the spot to do it like senior year. Yeah. A lot of people wouldn't know. Yeah. So nice. <laughs> cool. Cool. All right. Well, thanks a lot for doing this, Mitch. It's great to talk to you and to catch up a little bit and find out what you've been doing. And uh, yeah, man, um, I'll hit you up when I'm out there. Okay. Sounds good. Cool. Thanks, Mitch. Yep. Thank, thank, yeah. Thanks, guys. Thanks again All for right. doing this. This was great. So yeah. Bye. Bye. Hey guys, at ECM Circa 95, we'd love to hear from you. Leave us a voicemail or a shout out at 715-255-0035 or send us an email at ecmcirca95 at gmail. Thanks for listening. Hey, I don't think this is the right place.